0: Welcome back to the High Heat Stats Podcast, episode number nine. We have a special treat for you today. This is a new segment called Beat the Heat, where we bring in an outside person who tries to score better on the same trivia questions that we ask to our own team. So if you listen to episode eight, you heard Dan, Dalton, and Brian take on uh, the latest round of trivia. And you're about to listen to Sully from Sully Baseball Daily uh, take on those same set of questions all by himself and we'll see how he can do. So if you haven't listened to episode 8, I would suggest you go back and listen to that one first. Uh, You'll hear all the same questions in this podcast, uh, but there's a lot more information on the answers and detail and all that that we gave last time. Sully's a really entertaining guy. He's, uh, he's a different sort of guy uh, from most stat geeks, and he's got a fantastic sense of humor. And uh, I really enjoyed this recording, and I think you will too. We have a little bit of conversation up at the beginning about various baseball topics before we get into it, and also a little bit more at the end on some interesting tangentially related stuff. So uh, strap in. This is a fun one. Here you go, enjoy.
1: is whatever it is and I just wind up gravitating towards the Mariners and this is this hat here not the one with the star on it but the one with just the trident on it I have always thought was awesome this is the the Dan the Dan Mayer special here the Rupert Jones special yeah
0: I uh, I always liked that hat and the thing I the thing that's so so interesting about Mariners fans is that uh, I used to walk around with that hat in Seattle and people used to say uh, what what team is that?" I don't recognize that
1: logo. Well, people but, in Seattle. So remember, remember. To to be fair to to that, um, the Mariners didn't put a winning product on their field until 1991, I believe, and then they had the S. So, they, not a lot of good things happened with this hat. You yeah. know, there there weren't a lot of reasons to cheer with this hat, or even you know, even with the star on it. The only thing is, they had an okay year, not quite a winning season in '82. And Gaylord Perry won his 300th win. Um, other, and other than that, you know, no, good things didn't start happening until they switched to the S.
0: Huh. That's a good point. The, the, I'll say I've lived in a lot of places, and the fans in the Seattle were not the most knowledgeable uh, I've ever experienced. <laughs> so
1: I, I'm spoiled because – hold on. I have my scotch. Um, yeah. I'm spoiled because I grew up in New England. As a Red Sox fan, and I caught the end of the Ostromski, Fisk, Lynn years, and the beginning of the Boggs, Clemens years. Then I moved to the Bay Area when the Giants were great. There was the Humbaby Giants, and it was also the Bash Brother A's. And then I moved to New York in time for the Joe Torrey years. Um, and so I've always, I lived in places where baseball there were, there was reasons, to, there were reasons for bandwagon fans to show up. Um, and, and I, I am decidedly not a bandwagon fan. I'm, I'm, I'm a diehard, I, I was there the day the strike ended. I was there first day after the strike ended, I went to a game. There's hmm. so many people like, I'm gonna boycott it! I'm gonna boycott baseball! And I'm like, why? You, you, why are you depriving yourself pleasure? And I loved it because I was in New York and, you know, I'm Red Sox when I was living in New York and they had all these giveaways because they, Shea Stadium and Yankee Stadium were empty and they had all these like $3 ticket days. I was, yeah, I'm there. I'd buy the ticket. I'd show up. You know, I'd spend 10 bucks, catch a game at Yankee Stadium or Shea Stadium, or 10 bucks total. I mean, talking subway token, hot dog, Coke ticket. You spent, I spent like 12 bucks and I saw a baseball game. And it was, you know, everyone else was like, I'm going to boycott. I said, great, it's more seats for me. Yeah, I am not care. I deprived of my stuff. I, I, I love baseball, so I'm an addict. So it,
0: it was Cal Ripken and Sully who saved I,
1: baseball. I, I like to consider myself that I saved baseball. I mean, there was a <laughs> – you know one of these days I should write – i, I I'm, I'm working on a writing project now uh, about the 07 season. Uh, but I, I, I think one of these days you should sit down and write something about the 95 season, which is the great season that everyone missed. Because yeah. it was a really good baseball season. It was a very exciting season. And, you know, people were like, it would be kind of like, for me, it was like people had their arms pulled and refused to see Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, go in, it's great, it's exciting. No, I will not see it. Like, Okay. Uh, I don't care. I don't care about that huge boulder,
0: no matter how many times people tell me about it. Yeah, and, I'm not going to see it. And
1: I, you know, I, have never to me, I if, if there's something I don't want to see, I just don't. I, I don't make a big deal. Like I'm not a college football guy, and a lot of things about college football, you know, off the field and on the field, I don't really like. So I don't watch it. I, I never. I talked to this on my podcast. I did not know who this Johnny Football guy was until yesterday. And the only yeah. reason I knew that was because I turned on Colin Cowherd because I wanted to hear his take on biogenesis. I ne- I literally never heard. I n- and I'm, and and I still don't know how to pronounce his last name. I assume it's not football, but uh yeah, it's Man- yeah. Z- Manziel or Manzo. Yeah, oh, that's right. Whatever it is, Man- Manz
0: Manziel. Yeah, okay. I met somebody. I met somebody about a month or two ago who didn't know who Tim Tebow was. That's pretty impressive. Well, yeah, I mean
1: that that's impressive. Tebow is one of those people who just. Transcended everything, you know. Just because he, he's the backup mediocre quarterback who transcended everything, you know, it'd be like it'd be like if Al Nipper was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went, I went Al Nipper, but you know, I'm a, but I don't make, I don't make a big deal. I don't tell you, I'm not gonna see college football. It's like, no, I just don't go. If you don't want to see it, don't see it. Don't, don't turn to this big moral issue. You're not fighting apartheid. You know,
0: yeah. Jesus. Right. Fair enough. enough. So listen, I, I've already got you on record. Oh crap! Um, and no, no, no worries. <laughs> this is all good. So I'll just, I'll just toss it in. <laughs> okay. Um. So what we're doing here is we're doing, we're doing our first ever beat the heat right. uh, trivia contest. And I'll 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 describe it, and and just so you know, of course, it is video, so I'm the only one who can see you pumping your fists in the air. Uh, it is audio, I should say. Um, I'll, I'll explain the format in a second, but um, tell me a little bit more about you and everything you got going. I know I know your presence on Twitter, I know your podcast, but what's the rest of your story?
1: Um, I've been a comedian and a television producer for years and years, and a filmmaker and. I've done a little bit of, you know, everything, uh, produced on a bunch of, on a bunch of shows and, and I, I, my great love is baseball. I grew up a rabid baseball fan. I still am a big, huge baseball fan. I started a blog in 06 because my friends were tired of getting baseball emails from me. And I said, just just write a blog because we don't care. And I'm sure there are people who care who, who want to read this. And thus Sully Baseball was born. I'd appeared on a couple of things. I was on the HBO documentary Curse of the Bambino and Reverse the Curse of the Bambino. I was in both of those. And I was in a wonderful documentary that Brett Rapkin made for that uh, premiered on Nesson called uh, Spaceman, a baseball odyssey, which is about Bill Lee and his hmm. career and his trips to Cuba. And I was one of the, uh, I guess the commentators or the, the panelists. On that, uh, on that particular documentary, which is a wonderful documentary, if you haven't seen it, so I think it's on. I think it streams on Amazon. I know it's available on Amazon. It's, it's worth it's worth watching. And I've made a bunch of baseball videos, and and uh, last, and I had done some podcasting with with Seamheads, and th- last year I said I'm just going to do a daily podcast every single day, seven days a week, for 20 minutes, and we do a podcast, and. It actually is become the most fun thing I've ever done in my life, save for being married and raising my children and all that other stuff. Uh, it's been great. I just I talk. I, it's on SoundCloud, it's on iTunes. It's called Sully Baseball Daily Podcast. And for twenty minutes, it's you know sometimes it's me, sometimes I have a guest. In the middle of the winter, you know I did one on Christmas Day, I did one on New Year's Day, I did one on Thanksgiving Day, and whatever day it is, there's a new one. And we're talking baseball. Sometimes we're breaking down baseball, sometimes I'm discovering my old handheld Tommy game and I'm seeing if it still works. Sometimes I'm discovering old players and sometimes I'm talking about steroids. So, I mean, there's always there's always a topic to talk about. And so, I just did that. And I wanted it to be kind of funny and humorous as the kind of like what I used to do as a stand-up except I'm talking about baseball.
0: I think you achieved that uh, very
1: very well. Thank
0: you. Uh I'll tell you my, my take on your sort of public baseball persona. I
1: I love to hear my, I love to hear people's take on me.
0: Well, I, I feel like you and I, uh, are in many ways judged on Twitter by the audience as sort of opposing views. I think that. Uh, cool. I think that I'm looked at as a stats guy because you know my name couldn't be any more stats oriented. And I think that you actually have the reputation of being an anti-stats guy. Although I personally don't think that that's true. My take on you is you're a common sense guy. You're a here's what makes sense. And if stats support your argument, you use them. And if the stats are stupid or misleading, you point that out. But I I don't find you to be an anti-stats guy. I find you to be an
1: anti-stupidity guy. Well, I, I think that uh, that's that's an interesting take because there. I actually made a few years ago a video where I kind of made fun of new stats, and I'm I kind of rescind my position on that a little bit. Um, as I said, I think that the sandbox for enjoying baseball is gigantic, and if you want to use stats and use R War, B War, Star Wars, whatever war or anything you want to use, there's enough fun and time for you to do that, as long as you're enjoying baseball, if you're doing it for fantasy baseball, or if you're rooting for laundry. Um, what other, I don't use war. I don't use war. I don't pay attention to war. And it's not because I hate stats, or I'm just looking at RBIs, you know, or, or I'm just looking at, I'm, I'm seeing who has the, the most grit in their gut, or whatever. It's because, and this is going to make, I'm going to admit something, I don't understand the number. And by that, I mean I don't understand how they got to that number. And no, and I've read article after article about it, and the equation is so complex and so like, okay, this adds to this, and this leads to this, and this is subtracted by this and this. And it got to the point where it just turns into one of those big, gigantic equations from a beautiful mind that after a while, I'm just thinking, do you want – I no longer care enough to figure out how this is calculated. So the reason I don't care about war is I don't know what that number is. and uh, That's totally fair. I, I have the same opinion, by the way. I understand where OPS comes from. I understand what that number means. And I understand what OPS Plus comes from. So I find those kind of stats to be to be very compelling, especially OPS Plus because it takes into account the era and everything like that. Um. When there's a stat that I don't understand, I don't really pay attention to it. And when someone says, someone tries to throw it, so well, how could you say that, you know, Ichiro's a good hitter when his flip war is negative three? I mean, well, I don't know what that means. And, yeah. but there's also, there is a sense of common sense because you can, you know, I do a parody of war on my blog, which is Wob. Uh. <laughs> which is who owns baseball? Which I do it every single day, and I ba- it's basically a player of the day, where the best National League and American League pitcher, best National League and American League hitter, I say those are the four players who own baseball. And they get one WOB, and I see at the end of the year who has the highest WOB. And if you look at who has the highest WOB right now, it's players like Paul Goldschmidt and Miguel Cabrera and Matt Moore and Clayton Kershaw. So players are like, yeah, do you know what? Those were probably going to be guys who were high up in the Cy Young Award in the uh, MVP voting. So yeah. I'm going to see if Wob, which is completely subjective. I gave it one day to Adam Rosales because he was robbed of a home run. I said, screw it. You got a Wob. You got screwed by the umpire. You got a Wob. You own baseball. <laughs> and, well, I, I'll say,
0: so I have the same opinion about you. I, I have the same opinion about war as you. <laughs> And we talked about this at length in one of our previous podcasts. I had Adam Dorowski explain war from sort of first principles, don't throw lots of equations at me, give me sort of a verbal description of how it's calculated and what matters and all the rest of that. But at the end of the day, I still agree with you that – it's hard to have an intuition about war. Yeah. Even if, even if you understand how it's calculated, it's very hard to sort of have a gut feeling about what those numbers really mean. And if one guy has five more war than another guy, what does that really mean? And so I, I'm with you. We're not there yet. I think there's a lot of value in that framework, yeah. but it's not fully mature yet.
1: One argument I got with a complete stranger and I love getting into arguments with complete strangers, um, because you, you don't have to worry about manners. Is um, the he the person was saying? Well, you have to just trust that the person knows more than you about this subject, and just trust that that number works. Now, I'm a skeptic by nature. I don't accept things at face value, and and it's kind of like and the example he said. It would be the same if a doctor gave you a. Uh, you know, uh, uh, a checkup and, and told you what their analysis are and you just trust it no matter what. I said, no! I have the doctor explain to me until I understand what the hell they're talking about. And I'm, I'm that, I'm, I'm that way with war, but I also think that there are things that, there are stats that you can use that are very helpful, and I also think that there is something for the eyeball test as well. I think, I, I don't think that they're, there's great degree you know i think it's like scouting and uh statistical analysis i think they both they both matter and i also think that there's going to be people are always looking for the ultimate stat you know they're looking for these stats that will take into account everything take into account they're facing crappy pitching or great defense or anything like that and you'll never get to that great stat which is i think that they're they're acting kind of like they're like You know, they're like Cortez looking for the city of gold. You're never gonna find that. You're never gonna find it. And so let's not take away the fun of, of numbers. The, the one thing, however, I don't think you'll ever, ever get a stat that will perfectly quantify relief pitchers. Which is why you see, you saw players like Armando Benitez, and you see players like Kevin Gregg getting closer jobs. And what they should do is they should pull the fan base that they were previously a closer for, because that's so much more reliable than any stat. Hmm. Yeah, I saw Armando Benitez go from being vilified in Baltimore to being the most hated man I've ever seen in New York, to finally going to the Giants, where Giant fans start booing him when he removed his warm-up jacket. <laughs> and each time that he was acquired by a team, they say, "Well, look at his stats. He's one of the best relievers in the game. He's one of the elite relievers in the game." And the team, the city that he just left, was celebrating like the orphanage and problem child when the kid was taken away. They're going, "He's gone. He's gone. It's great. You know, it's a party drop." <laughs> That's right. I dropped yeah. the problem child reference on you, and I think yeah. problem child is a better metric. For relief pitchers, than the save is, or the yep. or the ERA is. So it's you know, so I mean, it, there's a little bit of stats and a little bit of common sense. But I, I all I'm glad is that I have a reputation.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> so I want to I want to I want to put you on the spot here with our beat the heat challenge. Yep. Uh, we have talked a lot about the the trivia questions that have gone by. I know you've you've heard at least some of those podcasts. Yep. And this is what we got going on. Uh-huh. A couple days ago, we recorded another trivia podcast that has not been posted online yet. Nobody has heard it. Nobody's heard the questions or the answers other than me and the three high heat stats guys who participated. Um, and so, what I thought I would do is pose the same nine questions to you that I posed to them, and see whether you can, in fact, beat the heat, <laughs> meaning beat
1: the high heat stats. This is just like the movie quiz show. Uh, I did not get the answers. I did not get the answers in advance, so I know nothing. And even, even, and I'm, and you, I'm gonna, I'll put my hands up so you can see that I'm not, I'm not Googling. Yeah.
0: So I can, I I can see video of, of so. Yeah. I'm gonna lower, I'm gonna lower the
1: screen a little bit so you can see my hands here. There you go. You can see. Yeah.
0: See my belly. I can see that your hands are not uh, on the keyboard, nor are they in your pants, which is which is really good.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's early. It's only ten. It's ten fifty here in California, so yeah, it's, it's
0: you got you got the whole rest of the day for that.
1: <laughs>
0: so the uh, if anybody who's listened to our regular trivia editions know that although guys get a chance to answer these questions. All three guys go until somebody gets it right. Yeah. So. The total number of points collected out of a possible nine was eight and a half on this most recent quiz that you're about to get, but that's deceptive because it includes multiple chances right. from all the different guys. The number of points that were gotten, uh, on the first go was four and a quarter. Right. Um, which is not, 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 not terrible. Um, I'm not gonna- It's we- exactly
1: half of eight and a half.
0: Yeah. Look at also that! Math! It's not going to be easy for you to beat, but uh, but I have faith. Um, so are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So we'll start off with number one. Yes, there are no questions relating to the Mariners' old logos on here. Ah, yes. We'll start off with number one, um, where you get to choose and answer any one of the following that I'm about to ask. Okay. Who has the most career homers with no 30 home run seasons or no 40 home run seasons or no 50 home run seasons?
1: Well, I know no 50
0: home run seasons. It's Hank Aaron. You got it. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not going to go through great, great detail here on all the answers because, of course, I did that on the other podcast. Yeah. This one will be going up after that one, so I don't want to make the users the listeners sit through two full explanations. But, yeah, Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron never Aaron, uh-huh. he never hit 50. Um, yeah, you have Jess on 30 and 40. Those are much
1: harder. 30
0: and 40. Um, you, you already got the full point. Yeah.
1: Um, so it so never hits never hit 40. Um, oh, I'm just going to throw one out there. I may be wrong. I'm going to say Fred McGriff.
0: Oh my gosh, so close! He's number two oh.
1: with 493, uh, just ahead of him is Eddie Murray. Oh, no kidding! I would not have. Yeah. I, I No kidding! I would not have guessed Eddie Murray. I thought he had a 40 home run season in there at one point. And what's no. the other one highest without tw- without a 20? No 30. No 30. No homes. 30. Okay. Well, I know yeah. it's not Brady Anderson. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I I should get I should get at least a pat on the back for getting Fred McGriff to number 2 there. I, Absolutely. Um, no as as you may
0: know if you've listened you get points in our hearts.
1: Okay. That's what you get for uh, That's an like, idea. Yeah, that's down. like that's grit in your gut right there. That's he's got heart. He's good I'm, a, that's I'm good like, in the clubhouse. Um, so I'm going to make a donation in your name. It's sort of like that. Um do you know what I I jeez I I don't know. I'm going to say Bobby Bonilla.
0: No, uh Al Kaline oh. and uh Harold Baines, three eighty four. Okay. Music, I ever had a thirty, Harold
1: Baines okay, actually, I was gonna hold off because you because Harold Baines is a, is an interesting an interesting uh test would have been an interesting test case for the Hall of Fame. Um that I don't know if you have another Harold Baines question in there, but
0: well, I don't know what Harold Baines in the Hall of Fame has to do with this quiz. If,
1: if Harold Baines got seven more hits every year he played, right, he would have had over three thousand. Right, and he'd be—he has like twenty-eight hundred some odd hits, and it's like right. the most that for a non-Hall of Famer whose name isn't Barry Bonds or Rafael Palmeiro. Well, one day he'll be supplanted by
0: Johnny Damon.
1: That's true, but I mean, like, if you think about it, I mean, Baines was—he's a nice player. You know, but yeah. if he had just got, like, a, you know, a gork, you know, the, the, like Crash Davis, that little gork, a grounder with eyes, just seven more times a year, we'd be talking about him in the Hall of Fame.
0: Maybe. I, I'd be very curious to see what would have happened if he got 3,000 hits. Uh, I mean, I love him as a player. He's one of my favorites. I personally would not put him in, but it uh, would have been interesting to see what would have happened yeah. uh, had he gotten to that arbitrary number. Yeah.
1: All right, so let's keep going.
0: Yeah, so you're 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 golden so far uh, with one out of one. So number two. Now this question, um, Dan McCluskey was the recipient of it, and I think my wording of it confused him a little bit. So I'm going to take a little bit more time and and explain it more carefully to you. Um, Among all of the major league managers who themselves never played in the majors, never had a single game as a player in the majors. Among them, I want you to name any one of the top five with the most wins in the majors as a manager. Now, if that's
1: not clear, so, I'll so, so you repeat. say they, they, these are guys who never played in the major leagues as right. a player,
0: right? Now rank them as ma- wins f- as a manager hmm. and give me any one of the top five wins in the majors. Let's see,
1: I know Sparky Anderson played the majors. I know Tony Larissa played in the majors.
0: That was, that was when Spark Anderson was still known as George. Yeah, he was George
1: Anderson. Um, I'm gonna say, oh, do you know what? There's an obvious one there. And, oh, damn, there's a real obvious one. And, Earl Weaver? That's correct. Okay. Oh, and God. the other one I was gonna say would be, I think, Dick Williams as well. Uh, he's not in the top ten oh. here. I'm thinking must have played in the major. Okay, well, I know Earl Weaver is the obvious one. that He never played in the major leagues.
0: Yeah, and that's the same answer that uh, Dalton got it correct mm-hmm. with um, when he answered. Um, the other one's just for your information, Joe McCarthy, Jim Leland, Earl Weaver is third. Uh, Frank Jim Leland? Sealy. How
1: could I forget Jim? Le- okay, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, and John McNamara. There's another one you shouldn't forget.
1: Uh, see, I have a hard time equating John McNamara with great manager. I don't know why.
0: Buck Showalter's uh, knocking on the door. He's number six on that list, oh. and he'll probably get up there before
1: it's all done. Okay, but I got Earl Weaver, so there you go. You did.
0: You did. Yeah, so you're two for two here. All right, now here's another one I think you're going to get pretty easily. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh,
1: That's what they said to John McNamara with two outs in the bottom of the tenth.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You got this one
0: in the bag.
1: In Come on. It's in the bag. At least all the in. <laughs>
0: All right, uh, in the last 30 years, only one full-time left fielder has had a season where he qualified for the batting title with no home runs. That year, this guy had a slash line of 290, 351, 349, 28 doubles, one triple, 59 stolen bases. Name him. I can repeat it if you like. Please do. In the last 30 years, Mm -hmm. only one full-time left fielder has had a season where he qualified for the batting title with zero homers. His slash line that year, 290, 351, 349, 28 doubles, one triple, 59 stolen bases.
1: My hands are up, okay? My hands are up because I believe he homered twice in the postseason on Scott Putsednik. You're right. You got it. He homered in the... 05 playoffs against my Red Sox, and you have the walk off home run against the Astros.
0: That's the only reason
1: I would ever guess that I was. I, yeah,
0: and that's that's sort of the clue to the question. Um, and no regular uh,
1: season home runs. Uh yeah, you got it. All right. You ready to keep on rolling? Right, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready. Alright, Ewing Kaufman,
0: um, on the time we recorded this had died twenty years ago that day. He this came back. Like a few, he's back. Just so you know, he's back. He's back, <laughs> and he's like, You still haven't won a damn season? What's going on here? Um, so in honor of Ewing Kaufman, can you name the four players who are already in the Hall of Fame who have appeared in the regular season for the Royals?
1: Okay. The- um, four players. George Brett. Yep. Gaylord Perry Yes. Um, Harmon Killebrew? Yes. And there's one more. My hands are behind That's... me. I got Killebrew and I got Perry. Uh, Brett yeah. Perry. Let's see. Ricky Henderson never did. I'm trying to think about the guys who played for a bunch of different teams. Um, I'll give you a clue. It's not Bill Picotta. Hmm. And... It's not U. L. Washington. He's in the toothpick hall of fame. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Okay, give me a second on this one. Give me a second on this one. Yeah, um,
0: there is there is partial credit. So you've already got three quarters on this one. All right.
1: Um, and and Killebrew was a, was an obscure one here. Let me just think. I'm trying to think about like um, you know Brett Killebrew, Perry. Um. Damn it. It wasn't Molitor, it wasn't Winfield. I'm just trying to think of guys who kind of played in a bunch of teams at the end of their career that you forgot about. It wasn't Robbie Alomar. Um, I'm going to kick myself in the butt if I get this one wrong. Um, no, it wasn't him. Oh, I mean, you're going to have to pull the plug on me in a second here, but it wasn't Fisk. Because he only played for the two teams. Wasn't Ricky? Oh, man! I feel the clock is ticking down. I'm just trying to think of past Eddie Murray, Dave Winfield. Oh crap!
0: I'm Uh, gonna press you. I'm gonna press you for an answer.
1: Um, I, I I give up. Orlando Cepeda. Oh, I would never have gotten that. I would never have gotten that. I didn't know he played for the Royals. I would never have gotten yeah. that.
0: Just at the tail end of his career, yeah. very similar to Tequila Brew, uh, just a cup of coffee at the yeah, end. Yeah, okay. That, that, I
1: can't feel badly about that. There, that was the,
0: interesting thing is who do you think will be the next person to ever have played for the Royals who be in the Hall of Fame?
1: Um, I would have thought David Cohn would have had more support. Not that I think he's a Hall of Famer. I'm surprised he fell off as fast as he did.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting because there's basically nobody. I think that Carlos
1: Beltran has the best just, chance, you know, Beltran, even though he's still playing. Yeah, and Beltran—I don't know. Um, I mean, is Zach Grinky going to put together a bunch of ace seasons? I—I do I, I, you know what? Let's just say it's Mike Mustakis. Yeah, but I mean,
0: Beltran literally—I think it will be the next Hall of Famer who plays for the Royals who gets in because even—even even if Grinky gets in, it's not going to be till after Beltran. Well, I don't even know if Beltran a Hall of Famer at this point. I mean, yeah, he's, well, he's a Hall of Famer. He's, he certainly has the talent, in my well, opinion. He, he
1: just would, would has He um, would have to examine it. He would be the only one who you would look at and say, okay, let's take a look at his career and debate the merits and everything like that. I mean, no one's going to – I don't think Johnny Damon is, as much as I love Johnny Damon for what he did with my Red Sox. Um, so yeah, no, I would never have gotten. No, I cannot feel badly about missing Orlando Cepeda because I would never. No, I w- we would have been here for for 50 years. I would not have made cha cha.
0: You need not feel bad. You're you, out of a possible four points. You've already registered three and three quarters, oh, and you're on the precipice of already beating the Heat. And just in case anyone didn't catch this before, I am seeing Sully live on video. I know he is not looking at, at anything. Um, I'm putting my arms not- behind me. I oh, said
1: I can do this with literally my arms tied by my neck. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, okay. All right, so we are going to move ahead. Right away. What do Pat Borders, Scott Brocious, Ray Knight, Edgar Renteria, and John Wetland all have
1: in common? They're World Series MVPs.
0: Yep. Give me the years. That, you already got the point.
1: Um, Brocious in 98, Renteria in yep. 2010, Borders in 92, yep. Ray Knight yep. in 86, and was there another yep. one? Wetland. Oh, Wetland was 96.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I think you know your World Series pretty well, there. Yeah, I think I do. All right, you have officially beaten the heat. We'll recap this uh, when we come back to it. But uh, here's a here's a here's a tougher one, probably the toughest one in this quiz. Okay, who was? And here I'm only looking for one answer. You can choose. Okay, who was the first ever All Star for either? The Rays or the Diamondbacks. And I'll just say, by, by saying Rays, I'm not being deceptive. I mean the Devil Rays, Rays, that, that entire franchise.
1: Uh, for the Diamondbacks, I think it was Devon White. That's right. Uh, wow. for the Devil Rays, I'm gonna say Rolando Aroha. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay.
0: So, so you're up to five and three quarters out of a
1: possible six points. Okay. And, uh, once well, again. You know, the, the, I, Aroha was a to- I mean, Devon White, I knew. Uh, and the reason I knew that is because White was on the 97 Marlins and was dumped to the Diamondbacks the next season, but was not on the 99 Diamondbacks who went to the playoffs, which I always thought was kind of weird. Like, why did they get rid of Devon White? Oh, they got better without him. But um, Rojo was a complete guess on my point. To let the record show that. Wait, the 97 Marlins dumped players? I, 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 know, know, I know, I know. That was the... It was, well, they were owned by the guy who ran Blockbuster, so he rented everybody. He rented. No, I'm. He rewound the team and and, uh, returned them to the little boxes, is what they did, so.
0: (laughs) Good old, good old Wayne Heizeng. Hey, look,
1: you can crap on that all you want. If you're a Cleveland fan or a Cub fan, you wouldn't mind someone renting a championship. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying. So,
0: once again, just so everybody knows Sully has not received these questions beforehand nope. this is all off the cuff here yep. Uh Sully which two players appeared in both the 1993 and the 2004 World Series
1: uh, Mike Timlin that's the hard one in uh, 1993 and 1990, uh 2004 World Series oh and uh, Kurt Schoen yeah yeah
0: yeah you're uh you're steaming ahead here okay Got two questions left. Fire away. Six catchers in history have both 80 homers and 80 stolen bases. I'd like any four, and you get partial credit here as well. Okay, ask ask
1: this question again?
0: Sure. Six catchers in history have both 80 home runs and 80 stolen bases. Name any four.
1: Would Craig Biggio's time as catcher count? Is Is he one of them? Uh, no, so he, he, I'm, no,
0: I'm not gonna ca- count okay. that against you. Okay. We're looking for guys who played at least half their games at Catcher. Okay, I just wanna, I wanna,
1: I wanna just clarify yeah. that. If that
0: was In fact, me. that's the same clarification question was asked during the, during the quiz. Okay. So these are guys who played at least half their games at Catcher, gotcha. but we're talking about their career totals, regardless of what defensive positions they happen to be playing when they got this. Okay,
1: I'm gonna say, uh, Yvonne Rodriguez. Is one? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, do I, do I have to name another one?
0: Yeah, you need to name four. Four. Okay. So you got three more. Okay, I got Pudge
1: Rodriguez. Um, yep. I'm trying to think about any catchers who had speed. And now, um, who had relative speed? Would Manny Sanguian be on there? He is not on there. Okay. Uh I was trying to think because he actually was a little quicker than most catchers were. Uh, catchers, 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 just going through it, um, oh, man, you know, I may, I may, I may tank this one. Uh, yeah, uh,
0: well, everybody gets one to tank, it'll be the only one they have tanked.
1: Well, I got one of them. I got, I got Pudge Rodriguez. um, <laughs> yep. I'm gonna say, um, I'm not, I'm, I'll just throw an, I'll just throw, uh, uh, Elston Howard? No. Okay, um, one more guess. Well, I know it's not Rich Gedman. Um, oh, Carlton Fisk. Yeah. Carlton Fisk.
0: Yeah. So the two pudges. The two pudges. The other four are Brad Osmus, Benito Santiago, Tony Pena, and Russell Martin. Is, has already done it. He's working on it even more.
1: I probably now. should have guessed Benito Santiago. Uh, probably would not have guessed Tony Pena, but there you go. I got two of them, so I can... Yeah. I can sleep well at night.
0: Yeah, so you're up at seven and a quarter okay. out of eight possible points, which is pretty incredible. Okay. Um, so we're up to the last question here. And, um, this one, there's no partial points. Okay. Um, this is the only one where there are no partial points. Now, you know, if you listen to the podcast, we have, uh, two guys whose initials are D, M. Yeah. We have Dan McCluskey and Dalton Mack. Got it. So uh, what I wanted to know was there, there are 16 guys in history who have been all-stars who have those initials, D, M, where D is their first initial, M is their last initial. Uh, just to be clear, I'm going by how their name is commonly listed on baseball reference. So, yeah. for example, if I were asking for A, G, I wouldn't want Anthony Gwynn because he's Tony Gwynn. Right. He would be T G. So I'm going for their you know, their common name, what we commonly know them by. Again, first initial D, last initial M. And they're sixteen. And these are guys who've had any sort of all star birth at any point. I'm not saying they played in the game necessarily. I'm not saying they were voted in by the fans, but they were on the roster at least once in their career. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking for six. And so what I want from you are six DM All-Stars. You have to give me all 6 to get to get the point
1: and if you give me a wrong name, it's over. Dennis Martinez. That's 1. Okay. Don Manningly. That's 2. Okay. those are the two easy ones. Those are the two that immediately popped into my head. So now I got to kind of go through the eras. Um Let's see, um I don't think Dale Mitchell was I'm not, I'm not gonna risk everything on Dale Mitchell um Don Manley. there's there's got to be a Hall of Famer in there um it's not dilly McCovey um and it's probably not Dave Magadan. I don't think he made the all star team um. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Daryl Davis Domingo the uh so who's Martinez. Is there another Martinez? Is there Dennis Martinez? Um Oh man, I I'm I'm nervous about this one. I I feel like I'm going to choke. Um No, I'm, you know we took a lot of
0: time when these guys answered it before, so just take your time. I'm not going to press you okay. for a while, so uh, just take okay. your time and think about it. Let
1: me just think, because there's also Mac Mix in there as well, Macs and Mix. Um, i got two of them, so I need four more with the initials D and M. Um Tina's. I'm just thinking about um, the pitch. Like, let's see, on the Yankees or any Yankees. Then it's Justice, David, David, Don, De, 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 Domingo, Diego. Well, I'm gonna risk one. I'm gonna risk one. And yeah. I'm not sure if he was ever an All Star. Don Money. Yes. Ah, okay. That's three more. That's three. I, yep. I need, I'm halfway there. Don, You're halfway. Don, I need three more of these guys. I don't know where I just pulled Don Money out of my ass, but I just pulled Don Money out of my ass. Um, <laughs> I I used to pull money out of my couch cushion. Yeah, I know, but I pulled. To Don. each his own. So. Hey, look it, look it. It's, I've been. You, know, you can't question the scoreboard today. And I am not. I'm not Googling. I have my hands up. I'm not Googling. If I were Googling, this would be over. Um, I'm trying to think like um, A's. Dennis Meckersley. No. Um, I'm just trying to think of like that. That first names. That sucks. didn't have a DM. I don't think. I don't think Donnie Moore was an all-star. This is what I wish I had Google, because I would look up to see if Donnie Moore was an all-star. So I'm going to hold off on Donnie Moore. Um, I don't think he made the all-star team. Um, um, all right, can you give me the hint? Did he shoot his wife?
0: <laughs> Did he sh- um, <laughs> Okay, I know I can't. No, but I, he shot his ex wife Okay.
1: Right, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Or I mean, is this
0: a strange way? I'm not I
1: confident you. enough to guess Donnie Moore. Um so I'm gonna move on to see if I can find three others that I'm more confident in. Um, Daryl? I'm gonna I'm gonna do you solid and tell you Donnie Moore's correct. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember if he made the all star team or not. So okay. So that that okay, you gave me this so that means that I have four. Means I need yep. two. Yeah, and
0: I can tell you I can tell you the vast majority of these players are obvious to you. They, you know, th- this is not a super there are, there are a couple really obscure ones on here, but these are like household names for the most part. See,
1: see, see I'm 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 like I'm like I'm blanking. I'm blanking under the pressure right here. Um look, okay, I pulled Donnie Moore out of my ass, but I I figured that Don Money and Donny Moore I can pull out, but I'm not sure if uh, I'm sure I'm skipping over uh, some obvious ones here.
0: You're not sure what else might be in your ass there.
1: Oh, I uh, got <laughs> a Believe me, if you had any idea, you take one look up there. Is that Glenn Hoffman? What's he doing up there? Um, um, let's see. Dave, Dave. I keep going to Dave Magadin. Um, Don Mattingly, Dave. Marker, Dave Minfield, um Dor Donnie, Dory, Davy, 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 Dave. God damn it. I can't you know, you, I'm gonna kill myself if I give up on this because there's there's um I'm trying to think. Okay, let me go back eras here.
0: Sorry, right. I'm just knitting a scarf over here, so take all the time you want.
1: Okay.
0: Through the beauty of editing, I can edit out all these long silences. Yeah,
1: I know, I know. It'd make me. Yeah, I, but some of them I answered really rapid fire, and this one I'm totally blanking. Um, this it,
0: your your performance is very similar to what happened in the in the high heat stats version. It had, guys have to do a lot of thinking.
1: Um, and I'm sure there's two that are so obvious. I'll will just no, that's Don Newcomb, not D M. Um. It's not a Yankee. It's probably not a Yankee. it not a
0: Giant. It's pretty rare for Yankees to make the All-Star game, especially lately.
1: Lately. Is that a hint?
0: No. It's a distraction.
1: Ah, uh, is it a... Okay, it's probably... Is it a Cardinal?
0: Not only is Sully not touching his computer, now he has his eyes closed.
1: Um... <laughs> And go. I'm going through teams in my head right now. Um, the Expos. The Blue Jays. Is it a Blue Jay? Is uh, it Dodger? Dodgers, Steve Garvey. Um, Kirk Gibson. Lance Parrish. It's a household name you said, so it's a big player. Um... Martin, is there something with Martin? It's Dilly Martin, um, Martin, not Martin Prado. Ah, for Christ's sakes! This is this is this is absolute agony. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, this is this is physical. I've had a catheter insertion in my life, and it was more pleasurable than me trying to come up with two more DMs. Um, Doug Mincense's Um, Marty, Martin, Marty, (laughs) Martin. Okay, now I'm just now I just gotta go through rosters in my head.
0: Yeah, keep going through teams. I think you'll I think you'll get at least I think you'll probably get both of them if you keep going through teams because there there are two more names. There, there are many more, right? There are 12 more who you haven't named. But out of those 12, there are two who are really strongly associated with one particular franchise. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you could name them if you named the franchise. Meditating now.
1: Yeah, I can see that. It's not Dennis Menke. You sure it's not? Don't f with me. <laughs> <laughs> Do not f with me at this point. I am, I am, I have a lot of pride at this point. I got four out of the f- six, and you're telling me there's two household names I'm not thinking of, and it's all because of pressure. Well, Dennis Mickey was an
0: all star. So I'll give that one to you too. Is that true? Yeah. It's also true that Dale Mitchell was as well <laughs> the first guy you named. Really? So you've already you have named six already.
1: All right, so I feel a little less pressure on me right now. I'm picking Dennis Menke and Dale Mitchell. Uh, yeah. Hey, D- you got
0: six. Listen, you've named you've named uh, you've named plenty of them. Let's see. Uh, Where are the two? Just give me
1: the two. G- g- give, give me a brave. Can <laughs> a hey, Dale Murphy? Jesus, yeah. mother's basket! I should have gotten that. How about a tiger? Danny, Danny Yeah, Danny McLean. Yeah. So, uh, so what, what? What am I? Because you kind of you. I I was unsure of three... Oh, I'm
0: I'm giving you the point because you you threw out a lot of names there that were that were quite correct. You, I think you demonstrated enough knowledge that uh, <laughs> no one would balk at me giving you the point. The the other names, just for your information who uh, you didn't say, Dave May, Dick McAuliffe, Don McMahon, Dave McNally. Oh, Damian, yeah, I
1: should have guessed. You know what, I just read a book about the 71 World Series. I should have guessed Dave McNally. I should have guessed yeah. Dave McNally.
0: Damian Miller, Don Mincher, Don Mossy, and Don Mueller. Oh, there you go. So,
1: yeah. I probably, uh, you know, I may have, if, you, if I sat here long enough, I probably would have guessed Damian Miller because there was that one year he was really great. So, you Sully,
0: yeah, you got eight, eight and a quarter points out of a possible nine. So, I was a quarter, I
1: missed the lead by a quarter, right? Well, you missed getting, getting
0: the eight and a half that all three of those guys got on a combined effort. Oh, okay. You, you, by yourself, missed matching them, the three of them together, by only a quarter of a point. You beat them in their first round by a full four points, eight and a quarter to four and a quarter. So... I think it's fair to say, Sully, you have beat
1: the heat. Yeah, but you here, have beaten the heat, I guess. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> here's the thing. The, I was named in the biogenesis list, so you're going to have to throw out my numbers. You're going to have to throw them out because uh...
0: Well, no, I mean, because Dalton, of course, is an accused PED user as well. He's won our, our last three <laughs> trivia contests, and he, uh, you know, when I asked, and I famously, when I asked him about it, he said, I'm not here to talk about the past. I'm, I'm just here to answer trivia questions. About so, the past. <laughs> right. So he, uh, uh, I don't think you being on the biogenesis list is a problem. There you go. Well, Sully, so you, have, you have put your money where your mouth is. I put my Don money
1: where my mouth is.
0: You, you seem to have a considerably large amount of money and a considerably large mouth, but uh, your, your money is just a little bit bigger. So, congratulations! Thank you very much uh, for participating with us. And um,
1: I know earlier, just give us one more time. The name of your podcast is Sully Baseball Daily. We're on iTunes and we're on SoundCloud. Or you can check me out at Sully Baseball on Twitter. Or you and is there a, is there an underscore or anything in that? No, well, just one word: Sully Baseball. Boom, boom.
0: And your blog, are you still... Yes,
1: uh, go to Sully, just type in sullybaseball.com and it will lead you to my blog. Got it.
0: And uh, anything else you feel like plugging or chatting about or anything else on your mind?
1: Um, just a lot of great things are happening with the blog and the and the podcast. And uh, my goal is to have Robert Redford on eventually. <laughs> Is that true? No, I, I like I'm trying to get some well-known people on the show, and I wrote out a list of like, okay, who are like famous people who are also baseball fans, and so, um, and you know, like I wrote out like Michael Keaton. I'd love to have Michael Keaton on. He's a piece of Pittsburgh Pirate. Fan. Now, now these two guys who you've named do very few interviews. Yeah, I know. Right for a Keaton. Yeah, I know, but see, but here's the deal. I'm going to come on and say, look, I'm not going to ask you Batman questions. I'm not going to ask you Sundance questions. I'm not going to ask you questions about all the President's Men. I want to talk baseball with you. That's all I want to do. That's all I want to do. I don't want to take any. I don't. You don't have to bring up the natural. You have to bring up out of Africa. You don't have to bring up Beetlejuice. Just let's just talk baseball for twenty minutes. But
0: but you do have to bring up Mr. Mom, I think. Oh, Duh. I
1: mean, come on. We've got to respect the great ones. We're not
0: we're not heathen.
1: Come on. Good <laughs> Actually, do you want if you're going to bring up a, a, a great Michael Keaton comedic performance, you got to bring up Night Shift. I mean, what a, I mean, that is your, the introduction to Michael Keaton. And if you had told me when I saw that, that that guy is going to be Batman, I would have thought you would have been insane. But hey, he was and he was Batman. So, and he was great in both. So there you go.
0: I, I actually haven't seen Night Shift. It's on my list, but it was interesting. Um, Michael Keaton was with, uh, with Mark Marin on his podcast. Yeah. And he talked at great length about how he started as a stand-up, but basically, you know, couldn't, couldn't do it. He never got comfortable being a stand-up. I guess you know something about it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's its own animal, I guess. Yeah. I
1: did stand-up comedy for 15 years and I did stand-up comedy in some fantastic clubs. I did stand-up comedy in some absolute hell holes in the middle of nowhere. And it's, you know, it's not for the faint of heart, but you know, I did it. I was a single man during most of the time I was there, so it was a real kind of fun sort of adventure. Hey, I'm going to pick up. I'm going to drive to Tennessee or wherever the hell I was doing a show. And it's, you know, it, it's not for the faint of heart. And I don't wish the first year and a half to two years of stand up comedy on my worst enemy. I mean, it's just you're on stage by yourself and you have to write all your own material. You have to perform all your own material. And if you bomb and you will bomb horrifically, it's, you can't blame anyone else, it's you. So, you do that for a while, and you're like, you know, the first couple of years, you just are gonna suck, cause everyone does. Uh, but as my friend Liam McEnany says, you have to be delusional enough to think that you're kinda good. And eventually, you will become kinda good. Yeah, I think some of the, it's it's very similar in some ways to like podcasting. I did podcasting for well over a year before I felt I was any good at it. And I think that you, but, With podcasting, you're not going after the the immediate response. It's binary. It's truly binary. They laughed. They didn't laugh. If they laughed, you're successful. If they didn't laugh, you have failed. And And it's not because someone made a great defensive play either. You have failed. And as a human being, at that moment, you are a failure. And if you can deal with that, then, you know, I think then you can move on. But it's it, yeah yeah it's, it's I eventually had to leave it, it mainly because it was like it's not something to do with, as a married man with kids. You just can't go. To, I'm going to go to the Chuckle Hut tonight. You know, it's, it's not something. You, <laughs> you know, you, it's not if you want to keep the marriage and the kids. You know, <laughs> it's, it's not a unless you're making you know Mark Marin type money as a as a performer. You know, it's not a smart thing to do.
0: Now your podcast I really enjoy because it just. It's very sort of accessible. You're not you're not ramming things down people's throats. It's not hardcore statistics. It's not anything other than just sort of again what I said at the beginning. It's just sort of like common sense. Um, and I think it it's well, it's well grounded. And I think that the vast majority of baseball fans, regardless of their particular bent, would appreciate and enjoy it. So I I heartily
1: recommend it. I and, appreciate um, that. That's kind of that's the idea. I don't know if you ever watched the videos that we made, but I wrote all the videos with my wife, who is not a baseball fan at all. And part of the idea of the videos and of, of the podcast is you could listen to it if you're a baseball fan and really enjoy it and get some of the jokes. But if you're not a baseball fan, I hope that there's something there for you too and uh, some humor and some uh, a definite point of view that I put through I- there.
0: I have seen your videos, and if nothing else, your experience as a performer is obvious. You know, you're you know something about delivery and body language and all that. That's really obvious that the vast majority of us don't know. Well, you're
1: you're watching take seventy-eight of every one of the videos, you know. So keep that in mind. That's.
0: that explains the huge bags under your eyes. Oh office. my
1: God, they, they, These were like it was like shooting Avatar. It just lasted for years, and just cost each one of those videos cost four hundred million dollars to make. That's why we had to stop doing them. You know, I'm I'm eighty trillion dollars in debt personally. Oh, I was gonna say,
0: but they didn't bring they didn't each bring in one point two billion
1: at the box office. They the only brought in one point one, and you know what, that that point one, it'll kill you. It'll kill you. <laughs>
0: Sully, thank you very much for joining Absolutely. us. It has been a pleasure, and uh, congrats once again on on beating the heat.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll take the heat any day.
0: Wow, is pretty much all you can say about Sully's performance. That was pretty incredible. Oh gosh. It was amazing. So once again, uh you can hear Sully's podcast at Sully Baseball Daily. It's fun and it's easy listening, but it's smart and witty, and uh it's it's really enjoyable. Uh Sully's website is at Sullybaseball.wordpress.com and he actually just moved it, which is why I think he gave me the uh, the that sort of generic description of how to find it. And you can follow him on Twitter, at Sully Baseball. Many thanks again to Sully for joining us, and uh, be lucky.
1: And that was like editing Apocalypse Now.